Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host. It's your girl, Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast, and we are on episode 47. Today, we are covering Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, episode 7, titled Stay in Your Lane, which is something Canaan absolutely knows nothing about. This episode was strong with a lot of downtown action. So on that note, I want to get into the show, but don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms. Everything is Alicia Shanice. That is on Facebook and IG. Don't forget to follow my dope playlist on Spotify. All of them are titled Shanice Loves with a specific genre. I will not have you guys here too long. So on that note, let's get into the show. And she's the one. Her name is Shanice, and she's the one. So this episode was strong and solid. Some people already had a little bit of information because a little bit of episode seven, which is specifically the Nicole's part, it did get leaked. I don't know what is up with the power universe. I don't care if it's power book one, two, three, they always get leaked towards the end. So the fate with Nicole did leak out. I seen multiple people talking about it. Um, by the title, I kind of knew what was going to happen, but not the detail because I don't, I didn't want to spoil it for myself. I like to enjoy it. I remember when the uh, last, uh, the season finale of the original Power, it had got leaked that Tariq killed Ghost. I, I was mad because I'm like, y'all ruin it for the people who like to watch it. So I hate when that happens. So 50 and them definitely got to do something about that unless somebody on the team like doing it for the viewership or the numbers, who knows, but it did get leaked. But I still enjoyed this episode. It was very solid. So it opens up, you know, we got the got the music playing in the background and we see a guy and a girl. They walk in on a little date, all hugged up. We don't know who these two people are just as yet. We see Marvin. He's down there by the, by the highway at the gas station. He is watching his crew put in work on their new little, you know, they off the corners and they down there and they selling to the white people that, um, Kanan, uh, it was his idea from um, his lessons that he learned from Symphony about the highway. So he told Marvin and Marvin is putting his crew down there. He's watching how smooth it works. He's watching, watching the operation. One of his uh, crew guys bring the money to him and he's seeing that this shit is working. So we go on to the next scene and we see Rock. She's, she got her driver out there waiting on her. She's leaving out the hospital. So we learned what I said last week. I didn't think Scrap was dead. He's not. He just was beat up real bad. He lost a kidney and an eye. So Scrap is still holding on. Uh, <clears throat> Rock makes a call to Lulu and tells him it's, you know, with a war on. And he agrees. So we see that, you know, she has him on a job, but we don't know what he about to do yet. So they hang up and they drive off. We see Kanan standing there waiting like he waiting outside a restaurant. Rock pull up and he like, Ma, you know, I feel bad on how I, you know, did did scrap. Rock like, he is he a soldier. He know his job. He built for it. He going to be all right. If it's scrap, if it's me or if it's you, 
the game don't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. We, we just keep it moving. So they walk off into the restaurant, and she meets Davina. And they have a nice little interaction. Davina's looking all pretty for her little date with Kanan, honey. And Kanan says, Ma, I know you don't like surprises, but, you know, and, oh, and I did like how he – um." pulled the chair out for his mom and you know he's like I know you don't like surprises but I got one for you too and we see Symphony walk through them doors and Rock is like what Rock get up she takes off Kanan's about to go after her and Symphony like no I got this and he come out there spitting some game telling something you know telling her some embarrassing stuff about a band he know about and know and, you know, kind of whip that little game on her, talking. And, you know, Rock want to give in. I'm like, Rock, you don't get your man, bitch. <laughs> but I like Symphony. And, you know, she ends up giving in, and he apologizes. And, you know, they go back in there. They have a nice dinner. You know, Symphony is hooked on Rock. He is grabbing her hand, telling her how beautiful she is. And uh, she like, stop. And, you know, kind of like, no, I don't stop. So they have like a sweet little double date. I liked it this scene. It was super cute. Kanan, he he's smitten over, you know, Davina. Davina got his nose wide open. And they talking, they joking. Kanan tries to pay the bill. Symphony, like, no, that's for college tuition. And, you know, we see the the impression that Symphony is trying to give Kanan and the structure, and that's good from Everybody else he sees as his mentors and the people who are raising him. But when they walk, you know, they have a good little double date. And they walk out and they see a big building. Symphony uh, is kicking knowledge as always. Symphony is very intelligent. He knows about architecture. He knows about all these big buildings around New York, the history of them. And then um, Kanan, like, here he go teaching. And Rock, like, you better leave him alone. I like when he teach. You know, this is this this guy symphony is something different from what Rock knows. And you know, they kind of go their separate ways. Rock wants to take Kanan home, but he like, you know, my we got this. So her driver takes him home and she lets him know the block is hot. So when they drive off, we see Kanan and Davina, they walk up to her home and you know, Davina her whole mood has changed and she like I heard that song that the famous, you know, is kicking around. It sounds it just, just like what happened to Buck. And he like, it's just a song, um, Davina. Buck ain't in the I mean, Buck did, but famous is not in the game. She like, no, nigga, but you is. So when they're, you know, going back and forth, the neighbor comes out. She was babysitting Davina's little sister. And she like, you are not this girl's mama. Your mama need to come back, come back and raise y'all. And we don't know yet if if her mom has went off until get some help with what Neek said he was going to help her with for that information she gave him about Kanan's stash house. So we don't know where her mom is at. We don't know if she on a corner somewhere or if she is that way getting help. But Davina ends up going in the house. Kanan try to get his ass up in there. And she like, nah, bruh, uh-uh, she ain't feeling it because, you know, Buck was her boyfriend and. She now she kind of figuring out that Kanan has something to do with that, and Kanan is pissed. So after that, we go and we get another. Um, well, we go into another scene before all of it wraps on up, and we go into Lulu. 
We see Lulu sneaking into an apartment. He's walking on in there. He hears some moaning and groaning. And we see the bread man in there from, from the date night when he was walking around who we didn't know who he was at first. From the first scene, he down there going doing some downtown action, honey. And the girl is in it. And she looks up and she gets to screaming. And they both just dash off on the side of the bed and Lulu lets off. He ends up getting his um, gun jammed or he runs out of bullets. He misses them, has to run back out. Dude get the bus and then Lulu come back in there busting and he just busts that whole damn whole damn door up. He don't know who he hit, but when he busts in, it don't look like the girl is dead, but we see my man's, he didn't escape from the window. So he take off, he running up the street. Lulu missed that whole damn thing. I don't know how he did that, honey. But then we go and we see we see Rock and Symphony. They is making up for lost time. And, you know, Symphony is still apologizing. And Rock still, you know, she just ready to make up and get it on. And Symphony is like, let me take my time with you. So he ends up going downtown, having a little downtown action. This was straight downtown episode right here. And we go into the next scene after that. And I want to make sure I have all my little key factors of what happened already. So after, you know, everybody get their groove on and date nights and the shoot ups and all that, then it's the meeting with the siblings. We got Rock, we got Lulu and we got Marvin. They sitting there talking and Marvin is like, how the hell did you, did you not get one of them? How did you not, how did you miss that shoot? You should have had me with them. Rock like, don't worry about your brother, worry about yourself. And if Marvin would have been there, everybody would have been dead. But Marvin is like, you, you you kick me out of everything. And then you got this nigga here being a bootleg Russell Simmons. <laughs> that was funny because this is coming from Jamaica, Queens. And this is the early 90s. And Russell Simmons and his brother, they are from Queens. So that was a little play on play action. I liked it that. And, you know, they um come up with a plan and they take off. And then we see Kanan. He busts into the store. He him famous up. He get to going off about famous about the song. And famous like it's just music, bro. Like I, I, I he gets to spitting some trash freestyle to Kanan. They make up and hug like brothers. And then we see Jukebox. Jukebox is out shopping. She is looking for a dress. We got the the racist um, retailer lady, she keeps checking in on Jukebox, making sure she didn't steal nothing out of the dressing room. Juke is changing on dresses from dress to dress, and she just is like, this ain't me. So when she walks out of the dressing room, and I'm like, bitch, how you going to go into the dressing room and peep in while she getting dressed, asking her, is she okay? If you don't get your racist ass on. So Jukebox leave out. She don't buy no dress because it don't fit her. And she sees something that catches her eye, but we don't see what it is. So after that, we see she um we see Kanan. He goes to the to the cookhouse. And now we see, because at first we didn't know um did Marvin kind of like take off and do his own thing, even though it was Kanan's idea about the highway. Uh, we said we just seen Marvin meeting up with his crew on his own. But now we see he did put Kanan in. So they were all on this together. He didn't just uh cut Kanan out of it. And Kanan go in there, not staying in his lane as the title. And he like, okay, we're gonna do this, and we can just cook this up. And you know, you got the two soldiers over there who are just 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 punks, you know what I'm saying? They're not built for it either because they let Kanan's ass come up in there telling them what to do. Do you know who did this? Do you know who idea it was? Do you know this? 
Like, Kanan, if you don't sit your ass down. And that shows the difference between Marvin soldiers and rock soldiers uh, scrappy. Because if Kanan would have tried that shit with scrap, it wouldn't have went down like that. So Kanan all geeked up like, I'm cooking. So they mix a whole bunch of stuff up that ain't got no business being mixed up, honey. And they calling it more better, more better, more better. They is geeked up. Then we go and we see Jukebox and Nicole. So they're walking through the park and, you know, having their little moment. And they're geeked up about the, their big night tonight at the dance. And Nicole is telling her, like, I got everything covered. I got this guy coming. He's gonna, we're going to pull up together. I'm going to ditch him. And she just keeps asking Juke, like, what kind of dress are you wearing? And Juke won't tell her. She's like, it's a surprise. So... They see that somebody is selling a pretzel and Juke goes to buy the pretzel. And also Juke tells her, like, look, um, they, they decide, you know, they that's the first time they establish that they're a couple. They're girlfriends. And they're happy, right? But <clears throat> Juke tells her, like, you know, after talking to you, you made me want to change my life so I won't be stealing anymore. So we see Juke do doing this transformation where she's, she's out of the game as far as uh, hustling and bootlegging. But she goes and buys. Nicole uh, a pretzel and gives her a tape. Now, while she's buying that pretzel, we see Nicole, she goes to write, she writes Juke a letter. And when she's putting it in her book bag, while she's buying off buying her a pretzel, she finds the little, the little Coke and she takes it and puts it in her bag. And they kind of take off like, we'll see you tonight. But let me rewind because I skipped a scene. When Juke is leaving from the store with whatever she bought to wear, she goes to Kanan's house. When Kanan is getting uh, ready to go on, a, um, they're seeing each other and the police, you know, she tells him, like, I got this big date with Nicole tonight. I just need to get dressed here. You know how my dad is. I don't want him tripping or asking questions. So he gives her the key. Like, do your thing. Do your thing, cuz. But in the midst of them talking, we see Officer Howard pull up with his little speaker honey Kanan <laughs> doing the most and uh Kanan he hands her the crack that they just cooked up so that's how it got in Juke's book bag off um Detective Howard gets out he's is asking Kanan all of these questions like you know you should really ask your mom about me she used to be crazy about me giving him all these hints and Kanan not really he ain't really catching on to nothing. You know what I'm saying? But when Detective Howard goes and gets back in the car with, with Burke, Burke is like, what is up with you and this kid? And he gives her this corny line, the children are the future, Burke. And she kind of looked and she re she remembers what Rock told her last time. The most dangerous thing to do is get between a mother and a son. So she knows it's more intertwined with this. So back to Kanan, um, you know, he hands... He hands her, he hands Jukebox the rock that they've cooked up. And this is what the little blue, the little blue bottles, the blue taps. And Juke has it. So now Nicole has it. And then now you got the soldiers. They didn't listen to Kanan's stupid ass talking about what they going to do and how he running the show and do we know who he is. And they out giving out all type of samples. Here, sample here, tester here, tester here, blue magic, blue butter. And we see that they out there grinding. In the midst of that, all the smokers get it. They go to a house. We got the two smokers sitting there. We got his little radio out. They playing babyface whip appeal, honey. Like, this is my jam. They getting ready to fire up. We got the one dude. He fire ups the crack and just freezes. 
knocks him straight out. The other dude like, damn, bro, is that good? Give it here, you greedy mother butter. He grabs it. He freezes too. And we like, what the what the hell is they did? Or, you know, Crank don't really kill nobody like that. What, what the hell did Kanan cook? After that, we see Kanan. He is chilling. Marvin pulls up on him like, get the fuck in the car. And before Kanan can even get his foot all the way in there, Marvin crazy ass pulls off. They end up going to the stash house. And you see basically all the dead smokers. Like, most of them are dead. And Marvin is going off like, nigga, what did you put in here? Like, crack don't do this. That's one thing about crack is it's hard to, to kill somebody. Like, what did you do? And then, you know, Kanan, he nervous now. He ain't the man no more. Now we don't know who he is. He like, we got to tell my mom. He like, no, nah, that's the last thing we're going to do. Or we're going to be two dead bodies. And then we got to get these fools from off the gas station. Because it's one thing about a whole bunch of black dead smokers. But when the white folks get it. And they bodies end up coming all dead around New York. Then they, we, we all hit, you know. So now it's a whole bunch of bad product out there with they blue bottles. This is Marvin and Kanan's great job of work. And they pull a shop from the gas station. So we don't know if anybody else got it on that side of town either. And then we go into the bodega. And we got Rock going in there. She's talking to Julia. Julia faced and healed by now. She don't have all her marks, but, you know, she like, here's the cut, my cousin's information. So she like, where your husband at? She like, oh, he off with his punta. And if y'all don't know, punta mean bitch in Spanish. So that means he probably cheating on her with some chick. And, you know, Julia lets her know, like, I picked you because you're a woman. You know how these men is in this crew. They hate us and how they look at us. And I picked you. So Rock kind of looks at her. You got a, you know, woman power movement right there, a little conversation going on. And Rock lets her know, like, you know, you're doing me a favor by giving me your cousin's information. If you need a favor, I got you. So I am sure that is going to be something later to come. Her husband probably will find out that she went behind his back again because originally, remember, she's the one who even hooked up with Lulu to tell him about her cousin in the shop and her husband took over. So he'll probably beat on her again. And I'm sure Rock is probably going to take care of him. So we go and we see um, we got all of that taken care of. And then we see... <clears throat> Let's see here. What happened after that? Um, here, I'm just trying to make sure I took took care of everything. So after Rock got all the information from Julia, she ends up going to the boxing match, and she's talking to Yaki. Then we find out that you know her dad used to box as well. He, she doesn't say if he was any good or not. She just says he had heart. So we know her dad was in the boxing world back then, and you know. Yaki is listening to her and he's telling her like, you know, it's a lot of territories over there. You know, I, I don't know. But, you know, he's listening to her, but he doesn't quite tell her he'll work with her. He lets, lets her know like this was a good meet and greet, good meeting. I'll be in touch. So it's kind of up in the air. And, you know, her, her plug, he cut her off. So now it's drying up on her end. She needs to hurry up and make a deal because she running out of product. Kanan and just fucked up the rest of the stuff that they had on Marvin's end. So it is looking bad for Rock if she don't go ahead and make this deal with him. So we don't know if they're going to go ahead and make it. I'm sure they will. But we don't know if he hears about all the stuff that her kid then got them into if he'll pull back. So we don't know that either. We see one of his homies in the back 
one of the Colombian dudes, he tells Lulu like, hey, my homeboy brought me down to your spot. I heard your song, Streets Need a Body. I'm feeling it, you know, and we got Lulu smiling, you know, Lulu getting recognized as a bootleg Russell Simmons. So after that, we see, we go to Nicole's house. We see Nicole, she's looking really pretty in her little white, looks like a wedding dress, honey. And she getting ready and her and her mom is talking and her mom is telling her like, you know, basically letting her know it's okay for her to go ahead and get her some tonight. Because I'm thinking that she wants her to get some so she won't be a lesbian because she told her she told her mom she's a lesbian and she's like you're not a lesbian that girl took advantage of you she did this she did that just whatever and her dad walks in and she like you know your your wife just gave me approval to sleep with brandon tonight and he's like she did what and nicole just can't take it no more she like can y'all just both just leave me alone leave me alone let me get dressed in peace so they walk out the room and we got nicole getting all dressed for the big dance tonight and then we go into the next scene and we see rock and symphony they making up for lost time still getting it on and rock wants to talk about future plans now she's telling she's she didn't got her son now calmed her ass down and letting um symphony know like you know i was wrong i did go a little too hard on you and symphony like it's okay they all in love and talking about future plans she asking them like do you want kids one day? You know, I, I want another baby after I calm down, after I, you know, can move up and give the business to Lulu. So she, remember that. She wants to give the business. She ain't raising Canaan to take over. She ain't giving it to Big Brother Marvin. She wants to give the business to Lulu so she can just sit back and cash checks. But she's letting Symphony know, I want a future with you. And this is the first we hear of Rock talking like this. So they have a moment and, you know, Symphony is like, I can I can deal with that. I, I, I like that idea. So when she goes home, she busts in on Jukebox and they're getting dressed. And we see Juke didn't buy a dress. She bought a suit. And she just kind of is opening up to Rock and letting her know, like, you know, I'm going with Nicole. And Rock is like, I ain't like, it. I ain't like your daddy. I want you to be happy and I want you to be you. So it is good to see that Rock being the only woman that's in their family has her back and she can talk to Rock. Because all we see that really Juke has in her family is Kanan and Rock. She don't have that love for Marvin. So we get into like Marvin didn't even really want to support her singing career. And she's really smart when she had a chance to go to that good school that they offered Canaan. She was offered it first and Marvin didn't let her go because it was too many white people there. So we see like the type of dad Marvin is and, you know, Rock basically gives her her blessings. So then we see Lulu there in their favorite diner spot. He getting this little sandwich and unique and his boy Rail pull up. Real was the dude who was going downtown and, you know, took off running. And this is a real intense scene. I like how they did this. I didn't know what was about to happen. But we see Lulu is real calm. He like, we agree. This is a no, this is a no war turf. Like, no war here. So they sit down like gentlemen. And Lulu, um, Lulu is just being calm. Unique is trying to, I got to say, Joey Badass, who is playing Unique's character, he is doing the thing. I really love his acting. He is doing the thing. He also played in a Wu-Tang series, fun fact. So if, if you didn't watch Wu-Tang, that's on Hulu as well, the series. So um, 
we see, you know, Unique tries to pull him over to his side. And he basically letting them know, letting them know like, you're going to want to be on a winning team. Rock is on her way out, and you you loyal. I like your style. We even support the music thing. You're doing your thing. Entrepreneur. And Lulu's like, yeah, that's cool. That sounds like a good idea. But he like, I know. That's your sister. And he like, no, that's not it. I don't work with bitch-ass niggas. <laughs> so... Unique is pissed and that look he gave like he is ready for war. Unique is ready for all. And then that's when um Rel when he makes that comment, he finds out that that Lulu was the dude with the hood on who was shooting up his crib. So he is hot. So they end up letting Lulu leave in peace, but it's going to be way more to come with that in the next 3 episodes. We got 3 more left before the season um for the season finale. We got 8, 9 and 10. And please believe it's about to break off into serious war mode with them. And Lulu leaves. So, we go into the next scene and we see Nicole. She's getting dressed. Brandon is there. She don't want to be with Brandon. So, she she just is pissed off. She like, "Here I come." And she Pulls jukebox tape out, puts it in her little earphones, and gets to listening to juke songs. And I have to say, jukebox music, her voice is so pretty. Like, she's a really good singer. And she's listening to her song, and she just, she hears her mom keeps yelling, so she remembers about, you know, the little thing she got from juke. So she opens it up, she fires up her little bomb, and this was a really good monologue scene. It was done really beautiful because how you had the music playing and slowing up like that in slow motion, and you have her just loving the song, and she just takes that puff. She lights up and takes that puff, and, you know, she just feels like, ooh, just letting it like that good high, and out of nowhere, she just freezes and the song just kind of gets to going crazy. She takes the earphones off and falls down because, you know, she had to die. If the two smokers who was like real, real crackheads, if they couldn't handle it, she, she just getting started. She definitely couldn't handle it. And she's still a kid. So she falls out and you hear her mom, them beating outside the door. And that's basically the end of the code. That was a sad scene and a very good um, visual. I loved it that. One thing it made me think of is because I'm writing a book. Uh, um, I always like to go look at other writers and, you know, hear how they came up and how they do things. And I love listening to Courtney Kemp because she writes um, all the powers and, you know, she's a black woman. I love hearing her stories. And she said with all her characters, she always makes them, you know, whatever you do comes with the price. You, you, you create your own fate. So basically by Nicole stole the crack from Juke, she basically had chose her fate. And that was her price to pay because everything they do is a price coming with it. So by she stole it, that was her price. And that's how Courtney Kemp writes. I, I love listening to her, how her methods, because, you know, that gives me ideas on how I do things, too. So that that was straight Courtney Kemp right there. Like she stole her fate. And it sucked that that got leaked because it was all over the Internet all week. A lot of people knew what was going to happen to Nicole because they leaked that part. So after that, we see Jukebox. She's standing outside the dance and she's waiting for Nicole to uh, pull up. At first, she's all happy watching everybody getting out the car. And we just show her waiting. And then it goes into Rock and she walks downstairs in her home and she see Kane sitting there watching Arsenio Hall, that straight 90s nostalgia. Remember, Arsenio Hall used to come on every night then right after Love Connection. <laughs> and 
you know, she's talking and she's like, you missed your cousin. You know, she was all fly. And he's like, oh, man. So, you know, Rock first gets to t- um, questioning him like, you know, where did you get all that money from where you was about to pay for dinner? And before she can even go straight mama's on, he throws her off when he said Detective Howard came looking for me, talking about I should ask you about him. And she like, don't trust him. You can't trust the police. They lie about everything. That's just a game. So Rock is pissed off because she know Detective Howard is not stopping. And, you know, it just sits there. Arsenio still playing in the background. And we see Jukebox. She is waiting and waiting. And by this time, it's the end of the night and no Nicole. And we can just see a broke hearted Jukebox. A very good scene on how that happened. The background music. I loved it this episode. It was very strong. Next week's episode looks like it's going to be amazing too. And you know the next three probably will be really strong because we only got eight, nine, and ten. And it does show jukebox and Kane and talking and she just like it's this place and we see um her at nicole's funeral uh we see it looks like a firebomb is gonna go into somebody's house and they're gonna get the shooting and it looked like that was unique's crew and then we see rock find out about um how they didn't fucked up this product cooking it up so rock end up finding out about Kane and on the next episode they already um showed the preview and then we see it's going to be nicole's funeral and jukebox is going to be there so this was a solid episode i enjoyed it this might be the strain of where uh jukebox ends up taking it out on Kanan and nicole is dead because it was he did cook it up it was his product even though nicole stole it this might start to riff because when Power hit in season five. Um, no, was that season four or three when we were introduced to Jukebox? I want to say it was three or four. I can't remember. But when she was introduced, her and Kanan hadn't seen each other for years and it was a rift. And nobody ever knew what happened. So it's good to see that they were once were close. But something is going to happen to turn her cold. And I imagine this is going to be it. And then something happened to turn Kanan from what he is now. Because right now he's he think he's something he not. So probably the stuff he doing is going to cost the price on one of them three out of his loved ones, Rock, Marvin, or Lulu is going to end up going falling down for him too because we don't know their fate. So this was a strong episode. I hope you guys enjoyed my recap. Check me next Sunday for episode eight's recap. And don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice for Facebook and IG. I hope you guys are enjoying your beautiful Sunday. I'm about to get out here in these streets. Don't forget to check out my snowfall recaps. And it's your girl, Shanice. And on that note, I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl, Shanice.